Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you for the penultimate good episode of season six of 24, at least till about episode, I think like 18, maybe. I don't know. There's at least one or two yeah. other ones. Uh, just for a couple months. Just a couple, yeah. <laughs> just buckle yourself up for the family drama because we're not there yet. We're still with. The Jack Bauer story, hanging out with the Osama Bin Laden of the 24 land. <laughs> We're hanging out with Curtis, finally getting a storyline. He's getting a plot that's only going to last an episode and a half. And we also get Wayne Palmer showing why he's maybe the worst president in the history of the United <laughs> States. Plus, Regina King's there, sort of, and... Other people are in this episode. It's a it's a decent episode. I feel like I'm ripping into this. We're not into the bad stuff yet. But uh, there's also one scene in it which, uh, look, if we just had the Jack Bauer Hall of Fame, it's probably going to be in it because it's Jack Bauer has road rage, which is never a bad thing. <laughs> Speaking of which, my name is Ben. And it, I'll try it again. My name is Ben. And what is it with you people? And my name is Colin and... Sand Canyon Road. <laughs> I once had a friend who lived on Sand Canyon Road. That was my backup, which I don't need one because I'm hosting. <laughs> um, look, th- this is of the first four episodes, this this quadrilogy that we keep talking about, this is the worst of the four. But it's still a good episode. I'm not saying this is a bad episode. I think they've got some very interesting stuff in this episode, which again... Had they stretched this out for an entire season, we could have had a good season. But as we keep saying, the first four episodes almost just feel like a mini season before we get to the real season. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some good Jack stuff in here. Honestly, this might be Curtis's best episode. (laughs) Um, And in all seriousness, literally this will end next week because Curtis kind of ends next week. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's... Is it's, it next week already? Yeah, it is. That's what oh. the end. I think you forget how good the end of next week is because it's not just well, the one thing that happens. Well, I remember the cliffhanger, but yeah. But like what happens before the cliffhanger involves Curtis, which everyone I think, because oh. it's such an epic moment, you forget what happens before it. Anyway, that's next week. Um, Yeah, this is a, this is still a good episode, Colin. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a really good episode. It's, um, I don't know whether I like it more or less than last week. It's definitely not where uh, I had the premiere. But uh, to me, what takes this episode down is it is some of the presidential drama. It's uh, it's the the Sandra and Harry Lennox stuff. Uh, outside of that, the Jack stuff's great, as usual. Especially, as you said, the road rage moment, <laughs> which may, I, I'm going to put out there, if we're going to rank the most hilarious Jack Bauer tough guy moments, I think this tops even hey. <laughs> we're going to get to with Road Rage. Yeah, I mean, the don't get up. Um, it's yeah. up there with Ticket Stub. I mean, it's just, again, it's it's 
dartboard. They've literally got a bucket. All right, what have we got? Jack, Road Rage. Okay, that's what we've got this week. Yes. All right, we've got Vampire and Road Rage. We're only three out of 24 episodes in. What else we got, guys? I, I should have. Uh, let me also backtrack a little bit and say that this is uh, episode three, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. January 15th, 2007. Written by Evan Katz and David Fury. Directed by Brad Turner. I don't have the dates of uh, January 15th. What happened? I'm sure stuff happened. But uh, obviously not doing my job. But um, yeah, I mean it's 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 interesting. But like I think we're going to get the Palmer stuff over and done with because like I like Wayne Palmer as a character. I like DB Woodside. I like the Palmers. I mean they are the heart and soul of this show for the first uh, you know five and a half seasons. But my lord, Wayne Palmer is a terrible president. Um, like mm-hmm. we we kind of pinpointed that David wasn't exactly the greatest president of all time either. But let's just point out what David Palmer does in this episode. Okay, he's dead. Uh, let's point out what Wayne Palmer... Da- David Palmer's laying in the ground somewhere. He's rotting, his corpse. He's probably a skeleton by now. That's what... Da- Every week, we will update you on the decom- decomposing of David Palmer's body. Uh, but to his brother, Wayne, um, he is the absolute opposite of everything that I've ever learned about movies and TV shows about the United States foreign policy to do with terrorists. And that's, we do not negotiate with terrorists. Wayne Palmer. Oh yeah. You want something? Sure. Okay. Um, oh, sorry. Hang on. North Korea. Oh, you want that? Yeah. Okay. We can do that. Yep. All right. Oh, Australia. You want to hold us hostage? Sure. We can do that too. Okay. Like Wayne Palmer. He's just like, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a sex worker. He, you pay him and he'll do what you want. Um, because fine. <laughs> What? Um, hang on, let me just think about what I said. No, that's not what sex workers do. And if I it's not paying, <laughs> hello, Mr. President, I'd like to pay you for the following services. Oh, that's how we pay off the debt in the US. Um, oh, it's late. Um, <laughs> so if I had, he's basically all like, hey, how you doing, Mr. President? So, um... You know how I had that one demand and that was, I will stop the attacks if you give me Jack Bauer? Yes. Remember how oh. I didn't do that? Yes. Okay. So I have another demand. Okay. I'm listening. Mm-hmm. So you know all these attacks that are going on in America? <laughs> yes. Do you want me to stop them? You said you would if I gave you Jack Bauer and I did, but you've done more. That is true. But what if I told you now I would stop them if you give me something else? Okay, what do you want? I want you to release an entire prison filled with terrorists. Manageable, might take some time. I want you to do it in an hour. Um, Might be impossible to do it. I want you to do it in an hour. I will do it. Thank you, Mr. President. <laughs> That's basically what happens with the Wayne Palmer storyline. Seriously, like, yeah. It, I mean, these are the threads that you're starting to feel this season is. You know, like it's, I think with all the good and all the the stuff that happens in these first four episodes and what they're leading to, if we're sitting here pinpointing it, they're rushing like they've never rushed before and it's not making sense. Wayne Palmer is terrible. Like, if you kind of think about it, have they not even explained the fact that they gave them Jack and has Fyatt actually technically not reneged? Like, he gave them yes. Assad's location which technically is on ctu for not getting that correct so technically fayed has gone through with his deal yeah if you think about it he hasn't reneged on it yet there have been other attacks so that's where but like why isn't wayne getting angry at this 
this is Wayne's got the the play here. Wayne, the president is the one who should be ringing up, going like, "Ah, uh, bitch, please, I've given you what you want. You're already attacking more. I'm not listening to you." Bye. This makes no sense. Why Wayne is just like, sure, I, we can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first of all, January fifteenth, important date in history: the birth of Martin Luther King. Oh, uh, junior or senior? No one ever talks about his dad. Uh, the, the the famous one, uh, not his not dad. The dad. <laughs> well, he's Martin Luther uh, also, King Junior, right? So I'm assuming there was a Martin Luther King Senior. I've never heard about him. Did he do anything good? Is there a Martin Luther King the third, the fourth? We don't know. Is um, there Martin Luther Queen. Uh, like, 2001. <laughs> Wikipedia is launched for the first time, oh. which I was able to look up that on Wikipedia, which <laughs> launched on January 15th, <laughs> 2001. Uh, I like that. Uh, no, I mean, I completely agree with you, David. Uh, I I don't know whether this is going to Wayne. be addressed that much. Oh, Wayne, sorry. <laughs> the other, Graham, the other black president, sorry. Yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, Morgan we Freeman. do get David in this. <laughs> we get David's picture on his desk, though. Two of right? them. Yeah. So he's, he's very fond of him. There's no Gina Torres on his desk. No. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, this is something that I hope gets addressed a little bit, like his failings as a president, because they're smart and they, they kind of work Jack's, uh, you know, uh, failures into this season a little bit but um the biggest problem with wayne is like what this is is this is a psa for why we don't negotiate with terrorists because you negotiate with terrorists and then you got to negotiate next time i mean this is basically spelling it out for every future president uh that's going to come after wayne palmer this is the reason why uh taylor isn't going to negotiate with terrorists or does she i don't know uh but Uh, she she starts off good uh, let's just say that. <laughs> she doesn't give in up. But this is three hours. He's given in twice. David took at least 18 before Chappelle died. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he wasn't giving up Jack Bauer, of all people. Exactly. Like, is there is the no- Was there negotiation? <laughs> it's like, I want Jack Bauer. Uh, can I give you Milo? <laughs> Nobody's that fond of him. It's literally Morris, maybe. Two out of the three hours, Wayne Palmer has given in to terrorists as president. Like, he's not got a good track yeah. record. And he's a nuclear bomb's going off next week. It's three yeah, it's not going to pay off for him next week. <laughs> he's so bad. But, I mean, you're 100% right, too. I mean, technically, uh, Fayed did live up to his end of the bargain. It's not his fault that they assumed that he was the good guy and that Assad's the bad guy. That's on them. That's all CTU's fault. Yeah, does Wayne not watch movies? I Just quickly, Martin Luther King Sr. Uh, was an early figure in the civil rights movement. Uh, so he was obviously heavily involved in that and uh, outlived his son by about 20s. What is it? Luke, Martin Luther King got, what, late 60s, wasn't it? He got assassinated. 68. Uh, he, he lived till he was 84, Martin Luther King Senior. Died in 1984. He was alive when you were alive. There you go. Oh. There you go. I wish I'd known him. Uh, two other kids. He has Alfred Daniel William King and Christine King Farris. So look at this. I'm learning all that. Uh, hello to all the... <laughs> that's, that's what you get because of the, the last 22 years of Wikipedia. Well, thank you, Wikipedia. I'm looking up on Wikipedia. I mean, in all seriousness, I, I, I'm sorry the Australian public education system didn't really teach me about the civil rights movement <laughs> in the United States and the, the Martin Luther... I, I learned from Boris Gump uh, who Martin Luther... Didn't King. you ever see that movie, Selma? I didn't. So um, <laughs> I'm learning. Um, anyway, um, yeah, it's just... Uh, and this this is where, again, I think people have the rose-tinted glasses on with the Palmers. And, I mean, it is an issue. And I think this is where this season is, again, you're, you're cramming so much into so little so early. 
these are the things that should be spread out. Like it's all well and good to start yeah. with a bang and we love the first four episodes, but that's where we're going to have issues. Um, and if we ever do get John Kazar back on the show or Howard Gordon, I, I really would love to know like, was this network pressure? Was this Fox saying like, hmm. you've had this amazing season. We need these first four episodes to live up to season five. And they basically cram it into four episodes before just going off a cliff. Like, again, I don't think I've seen a television show ever do in my life. Like, Nip Tuck, we talk about the second half of season five kind of going off a cliff into season six. But at least that was sort of an eight-episode drag into season six. This is like four episodes shit. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm getting on a tab. But Wayne is such a bad president. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, I, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm very fine with uh, particularly men being open with like mental health and struggling with things like even being president. I'm okay with a president. As long as it's a man. Look, uh, one day I really hope a male can be president of the United States. I'm hopeful. We got very close in (laughs) 2016. And a white male if we're really lucky. I know. I'm so sick of these diverse presidents that we've had. Um, (laughs) But like, I'm all well and good to see him like openly straight sitting there. He's, He's looking at his brother, but like, mate, you're the president. Like, yeah, your brother was a president. Like, I don't reckon George W. Bush sat there on 9-11 and was like, ah, dad, what did you do? That Mr. President, a third plane has gone down. Just wait, I'm staring at a photo of my father. Like, <laughs> hang on a minute, what was that? 12 minutes, 9-11, tick. Um, when, when, when he's reading that book to the kindergarten students inside, <laughs> it's just like a big picture of George H.W. Like, dad, <laughs> how am I going to read to these kids? Again, I know you've not. A plane hit the building. Hold on. Hold on. I got to get through this book. Dad's helping me. If anything, George W. was probably learning to read at the same time. The kids were teaching him. Um, (laughs) That was a funny joke, Ben. Um, But uh, like, I know I keep mentioning the movie W. You've never seen it, but they kind of, you know, imply in that, that a lot of it is him like trying to outdo his father. But like, it's it's prominent. James Cromwell, he's going to be in about two or three, two episodes anyway. So, hey, it's all tied into 24. (laughs) But like, it's just Wayne staring. We get it. You're his brother. Like, I mean, like, David, we love you, but come on. Um, The Regina King stuff, uh, like, this is where it, again, I like this idea, but this is where the Harry Lennox stuff is kind of dumb because, like, it's sort of, okay, I get it. They're sort of panicking. Let's arrest everyone. Like, they've gone from oh, let's bring this guy with it because he's with Regina King to all of a sudden, oh, you're free, but we're still going to arrest him and give him a cavity search. Like, and she, she's a terrible lawyer. Like, she's literally like, mm-hmm. I'm his attorney. I want to see him. And like old Star Trek mates like, these are challenging times. He's got slightly off-white skin. <laughs> he will be in a detention room. She's like, oh, well, I'm free. Bye. Uh, like, yeah. She fights for two minutes. Like, she's a terrible, she's a human rights lawyer. Like, her brother's a president. She gives up. They're weak. <laughs> like, and, and she's not even thanking Wayne for thanks for getting me out of prison so I could continue to try to do my job. You know who was the absolute skeleton of the Palmer legacy? It wasn't Keith. Uh, it wasn't Nicole. It wasn't David. Sherry. Who <laughs> got David to where he was? And to the, like... The Palmers would not be the legacy in the United States in the 24 fictional universe because Sherry's the only one with a backbone who tries to do shit and does yeah. it well. Like, well, come and, on. And, I mean, in all, in all fairness, when we see the detention center, that's where it hits home a little bit like, oh, maybe this is going a little too far. This isn't like we brought you down to the station. We did the paddy wagon, you know, <laughs> to be detained and for some questions. It's like, no, we're rounding you guys up. We're putting you in, in, in a, a cattle pen. 
But like, this is where Sandra becomes even dumber of a character because last week when she's like, oh, uh, you want to take him? Okay, let me show you those files. No, I deleted them because there was definitely something incriminating. You've given them cause now yeah. to detain him in a detention center. We, we had uh, 20 years ago, there was, a, there was a big thing in this country around um, asylum seekers. So a lot of people sort of would come from boats from like Indonesia and, and these sort of countries and our government at the time were very anti, like, like you set foot now, sure, you're going to a detention center. So um, they built a detention center outside of Hobart because we were just getting so many of them. Um, what I'm trying to say here is it's like they did not get one of these people, whether you agree with it or not, I'm not getting into the politics of it, they did not get one of these people on a boat and then within, like, what? when did they get arrested? At the end of last episode, this is 20 minutes in. They're not processing them, cavity searching them, everything like there's at least a couple of hours of, you know, getting mm-hmm. them into a point and processing this. Like they, 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 the way they're implying they're putting them through a thing here, like they've already got, oh, Harry Lennox, we've already got you on here. You're late. Um, Like, I mean, like, 20, again, I'm nitpicking. John Kazar, Howard Gordon, listen to this. It's a television show. I get it. But like, it's so rushed. This is a yeah. storyline that you can drag out over eight episodes. Like, now, but they, they kind of do, though. <laughs> but, but they do, they, though, because in three episodes, time is in hospital and Regina King's off getting her Oscar polished. And, oh, shit, I better go back to 24. Hi, Wayne, you've been shot. Is it that quick? It's ve- like it's do- it doesn't go as long as you think it goes. Again, it's a season oh. six issue, but th- it's just I feel like I'm being very critical of an episode I like. <laughs> what are we going to be like in two weeks' time? But it's just it's the Palmer stuff. Palmer's a horrible president. Regina King's a horrible lawyer. The pa- like Bring back Sherry. Like she was the one who got shit done. Gina Torres, yeah, you killed you killed the P- Palmer legacy. Not freaking, <laughs> not Henderson last season. Um, <laughs> anything else that I'm missing here with the? I mean, um, Karen doesn't get much to do this uh, episode. Um, old, what's his uh, face? Well, she she doesn't. But I really like that as opposed to just trying to duplicate what you had last season. You're bringing Karen into Wayne's storyline because. Yeah. Otherwise, like Palmer's storylines in the first three seasons, they tended to always feel like their own show because mm-hmm. you had David and then you had a bunch of other new people surrounding him and maybe Mike there you kind of recognize. Uh, having Karen there makes this feel a little bit more connected to everything else. Until uh, but until Wayne gets injured and Karen makes it back to Washington uh, to LA in like two hours. So, <laughs> exactly, yeah. You know. But uh I mean, I, 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 this kind of ties in more to like the Jack phone call, but there's like the line where Wayne, uh, where Wayne finds out like, oh, you know, by the way, Jack wasn't crazy. Uh, it's actually the other guy who's the villain. And then he says something's like, we, what is it? Like we failed. He goes, no, I failed. Like at least he's owning being the worst president in the history of 24. There was, there's one, is it the one scene I think when he releases these prisons, maybe I'll tie this prison a bit into it as well, because, um, I, I like I, I want the director I like I, I'd like to get like a feed of um who who was it directed this episode I, I know I said at the beginning Brad Turner Brian T- Brad Turner I want Brad there to be all right okay DB okay so in this scene you're looking at the monitor now on this monitor will be the terrorists getting put onto the plane now you are very disappointed at this you need to give me your best disappointed head shake okay and action and he's looking and you see DB Woodside and he's like <sighs> just shakes his head <laughs> it's just it's like like cut cut db you weren't disappointed i know i know i had it i was looking at it and i just oh i, I felt disappointment but it wasn't true disappointment it's like db come on build disappointment 
<laughs> you need motivation, okay? I'm going to show you scripts for episodes 5 through 24. All right. This will give you the disappointments. What was the one thing when you were a kid that you wanted? I wanted to be called by my real name, Darren <laughs> Bradford. Okay, and did they ever call you Darren Bradford? No, they call me DB. All right, disappointment. I'm disappointed my microphone isn't standing up straight right now while I'm talking. <laughs> See, I'm getting frustrated. You could have played presidents. Exactly. But it's just, it's just, it's like subtle, like, mm, it's like the TV would sigh. And yeah, the prisoner's getting released. He, again, he's, he's just weak and just releases them. And I know this kind of ties into the, the cliffhanger, but obviously um, we've got an evil guard who lets a guy out. And like, this is a facility. Like, th- these are the little things that to me, just like kind of it's 24 has got a 24. I understand it. But like, um, Assad's basically Osama bin Laden and he's just like walking mm. the streets when they eventually get the road raging. Do you think he'll recognize you? Um, oh no, oh. no, no. <laughs> like again, post nine 11, New York, Osama bin Laden's like working with, uh, I don't know, freaking real life. Jack Bauer and gets into a car accident. <laughs> you look familiar. <laughs> no, I don't. Shaves up. But he shaved his beard off in all fairness. I wouldn't recognize Osama bin Laden. <laughs> Why didn't he do that? Like, well, like seriously, Osama. Like, yeah, you know, like, mate, you're the most wanted man in the world. I couldn't tell you what, or nobody could say what you look like with your beard off. All he would have to do, like, don't, don't go to Pakistan and hide in your mansion. Like, just literally shake. Could have been walking down the street to Winnipeg. Hello, I'm great. Beard, frost your tips, like anything, <laughs> just make you not look like Bin Laden. Mid two thousands, get a bit of the flo- the blonde frosted tips. Get the get the yeah. mohawk. You know, go down the, that would suit you, Osama. Like, you know. Or just shave your head. <laughs> oh, get, get a man bun. Go go full hipster. <laughs> get a bit of like. Bin Laden, man. Bin, bin Laden with like the, you know, kind of like a, um, a yoga teacher look. You know, man bun. <laughs> Namaste. Peace be with you. Allah Akbar. I mean, peace be with you. Death to America. I mean, I mean, uh, lotus position. Uh, <laughs> Be like the towers falling down. What? Nothing. <laughs> Stop making 9-11 jokes, Ben. Um, anything on the Palmers, the prison stuff? Obviously, again, we'll touch the cliffhanger after, but I, I'm just gelling all over that. There's not a whole lot there to talk yeah. about. Um, yeah, well, I'll save my thoughts for the cliffhanger later because that's a letdown. Uh, so the, the whole release of the prisoners, this is basically a subplot from Die Hard. Uh, where Alan Rickman is trying to figure out how to get away and he comes up with this ridiculous scheme where he wants a dozen terrorists from around the world released and is like, oh, if you do this, then, you know, uh, we'll we'll release the prisoners. But it's all meant to just buy them time or whatever. These are that funny joke where he's like mentioning like the Asian dawn and he's like, oh, I read about it in Time magazine. Mm. <laughs> but, but that's basically what this is. But the, the smart thing is that you get Karen who's like, it would be wishful thinking to think that this is actually Fayez Endgame. And then everybody agrees, like, yeah, yeah, this is just buying them time. So then don't give in. Exactly. Like, let him come up with something else. Karen saw Die Hard. Apparently Wayne and Thomas Air Lennox Force did too. One? I mean, they all saw it. Yeah, Air Force One. They've all seen these movies. <laughs> they know what's going on. They even say there is no way that this is what his endgame is. 
So let's release the prisoners. Okay, so we don't want to give in to terrorism. How are we going to stop this one terrorist? Let's release a dozen more because there's no way they're going to, they're reformed. There's no way they're going to re-offend. Actually, the really really funny bit with Wayne in this episode, which I completely forgot about. So at the very beginning of the episode, you've got Bill on the line to the president. Mr. President, I've got some bad news. The bombing in Baltimore has killed about 120 people. And the one in St. Louis has killed about 230 people, mostly children. And Wayne's like, my God, what about Jack? (laughs) (laughs) Also, why is CTU Los Angeles informing the president about attacks in Baltimore and St. Louis? There are divisions of CTU in Baltimore (laughs) and St. Louis. Like, yeah, exactly. I just, I just love it. He just, he just has these quiet little, my God, the children. But what about Jack? (laughs) And see, that was after Brad Turner was like, I need you to think about disappointment. Okay. (laughs) I really, really hope that if they ever reboot 24 and bring it back, Jack is the president because this guy is the most (laughs) beloved man in America. I mean, he was designated survivor tie in the shows. Um, I mean, the few CTU things really, and I guess we can just really get to the rest of the episode and kind of all connected connected into each other. Um, there's a bit between Chloe and Milo and uh, Miles again. Uh, Mara, sorry. Um, which, again, it's fun, but it's just kind of like animosity for animosity's sake. Um, Nadi doesn't really do much this episode. Um, I love Chloe's like random narkiness when it's like they're trying to get this satellite working and it's like, Oh, okay, now that you've got their position, cross-reference that with local businesses and blah, blah, blah. And Chloe's like, like I'm already doing? And it's like, <laughs> okay, Chloe, need to be snarky. But, um, like, I do love always these roadblocks again. 24's got a 24 when you need to put Jack in a situation where he's going to carjack someone. Oh, I can't. The satellite, satellite's going to take 10 minutes. We'll do this, do this. I can't. The satellite's going to take 10 minutes. Again, I saw CTU in season three identify somebody by their shoulder on a red light camera. I think you're fine. I think you're going to find this person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, technology is only going to work when technology is going to work. Um, Bill, was there something else with Bill in this episode? No, there wasn't. The, the Tara DeLulo book. Sorry, she's not Tara DeLulo anymore. She's Tara Bennett. Sorry, she removed the DeLulo. Short-lived um, marriage. There's an interview. Actually, no, I think she got married and she dropped the hyphenated bit. So, like, she was DeLulo, then she was DeLulo Bennett. And then she dropped her maiden name and just became Bennett. Um, and lost the quality of her writing. Yeah. I mean, this book's like 20 years old now. So who knows how many, uh, you know, men she's all married. You know, you know women don't last in marriages. Uh, well, at least. Tara, Tara DeLulio Bennett Groves Waterworth. Hilding. Um, <laughs> Throssy. <laughs> uh, Rocky. Um, Rocky. So, <laughs> that was so awkward the other day when I kept calling him Rocky. I, I, I don't. <laughs> does he not like the joke anymore? Oh, did he ever like the joke? Um, also, when Jared saw him, he lit up. Like Jared likes Rocky. Doesn't yeah. like us. So yeah. I, I have to tell you a funny story. Um, the, uh, I was doing like a charity uh, fundraiser thing like a month ago. <laughs> and, uh, so good, yeah, for people with disabilities. Uh-huh. Uh, but anyways, uh, uh, Rocky actually made a donation. So I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to send him like a personal uh, thing. So I basically had Casper record, thank you for your donation. But it was it was like, thank you for the donation. Rocky was the video. So I sent it to him and I said, 
here, I gave you a personal message for the donation. And he says, before I watch this, does he call me Rocky? And I said, I can't confirm or deny. And he watched it and he goes, I watched it and I was correct. Thank you. <laughs> I, I mean, that's, I think, did you maybe send that? I feel I've seen that. Or maybe you sent me something on the video. Maybe, no, I, no, I, I don't think I sent it to you. Um, I like to formally apologize to you because... I know like the one time I did something where actually, no, I think you've done it a couple of times, the two or three times I've done charity things. You've always donated, which I thoroughly appreciate. You're literally the only person who ever donates. Um, I barely go on Facebook. Ben, <laughs> what's your, what's your final total? $20. <laughs> when I, when I did that reality for diabetes thing a few years back, like I got actually some donations, but you had to reach a certain target to get to certain things. I was oh, just yeah. like, Oh fuck it. I'm just, and so I just donated the rest. So, I mean, I still donated yeah. to charity, but anyway, um, I never go on Facebook. I very rarely check it. And I, I think one time I missed out on being out. You do like a run every week, basically. And I don't think I've ever donated to you. So uh, <laughs> next time oh, you do a run, year. next time you do one, can you please like personally send it to me? Like give me money because I owe <laughs> you to donate because you donate to me. So you're very and No one kind. donated too. You were the only one who didn't. This is like when Noah's birthday was forgotten. <laughs> and that's why I feel bad. Um, and I blame it. Like I, I, I'm sure I miss lots of people's birthdays now on Facebook because again, I just don't check Facebook anymore. That's so too. Which, by the way, happy birthday, Noah! Happy birthday, Noah! By the way, he's he's gonna be in my house this time tomorrow. I don't know how I feel about. Oh, that. we can have a birthday cake ready for him. I should actually get him a birthday cake. So when he yes, wants- yes. <laughs> <laughs> Give me ideas. Take some of that Patreon money out. <laughs> maybe I will get happy birthday, Noah, birthday cake. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Oh man, I should have thought of that yesterday. I don't know if I'm gonna have time to do it tomorrow. Now, damn, we'll see how I go tomorrow. Um, so, uh, charity. We were talking about haha disabilities, um, <laughs> CTU. Uh, the main stuff. Let's get to basically everything else here. So we'll we'll tie in the cow pen stuff with uh, the Jack stuff and everything else. Can I just say, at the time of recording this uh, last episode, uh, we're talking, of course, about Fayed and the actor who plays. Fayed Adoni Maropoulos. We had a lot oh, of yeah. fun on his website. Uh, we reached out to him. He's actually replied to us in the last week and he yeah. wants to come on the podcast. So I'm saying this now because I can guarantee you by the time you're listening to this, the episode wouldn't have been done because we're going to schedule it a few weeks after this will go up. So uh, stay tuned. We will probably just sort of put that up uh, sort of during the week. But uh, very excited. And he seems like such a lovely man. Um, oh, yeah, the exact opposite. You can tell even from a brief email, this man is the exact opposite of Fayed. Yeah, exactly. And I actually, I, one thing I wanted to read, the reason I wanted to mention that up and the one thing I wanted to read from old Tara Bennett, Delulio, Hilding Groves, Smith, <laughs> Three Bags Full. Um, and this is something that I feel like uh, if he's all right to talk about it, uh, we will definitely bring up with him. So the additional intel says, Adoni Monopolis's father was almost killed during a PLO terrorist attack at the Athens airport in 1973. His father's story, as well as his understanding and forgiveness of the terrorists, ultimately formed Adoni's take on Fayed. So, Whoa. like, his dad basically crazy. was nearly killed, killed in a real-to-life terrorist attack, forgave the terrorists, apparently, and then this is what he's used it for. So, uh, there you go. And, you know, if if the guys in Munich had learned that, we wouldn't have had a movie. Yeah, Who would, would, would Eric Bana and Daniel Craig have played? If they just forgave the terrorists, they, they could have starred in the Adoni Maropis film. I need to watch that again. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, stay tuned. Adoni Maropis uh, coming soon. Maybe Colin will reach out to our old uh, Leslie Hope's friend as well um, yeah. <laughs> and we'll get him on the show. So, um, Jack's driving around with, uh, uh, not Fayed, with uh, Assad 
And um, kind of we revert almost back into this Jack doesn't know what he's doing type of thing here where he's, oh, I guess that's with Curtis Harper, isn't it? I'm moving the wrong part. But sort of Jack and, and um, Asada kind of having this conversation and Jack wants CTU involved and so I was like, they'll arrest me. And I, I want Jack to be like, well, I can't, you know, he's like, oh, I, I, yeah, that might happen, but I'll do what I can to stop it. Again, if this is Osama Bin Laden, like, hi, guys, I'm good now. Like, Hitler, Hitler, again. Hi, guys, I'm good. Um, yeah. Doesn't ex- doesn't excuse it. Who's, like, the most evil person in the world right now? Elon Musk? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I don't mean that, Mr. Musk. I know you'll probably shut us down tomorrow. You've got power. <laughs> there um, goes our Twitter account. <laughs> X, Colin, X. X count. Um, what do you say when we tweet now? Do I X? Like, I don't, I don't, what's the It still the says tweet the on there, which is, like, just... Call it Twitter. Can I also just point yeah, out? It's still Twitter.com. It's not X.com, is it? Well, I also just want to point out to CNN and all these news services, every time you write an article where you say, an Elon Musk said on X, the following, you don't need to say, said on X, formerly known as Twitter. We know. <laughs> okay? <laughs> we know. Um, so just stop it. Um, so Jack and Fayette, are dr- fuck, Jack and Assad, Jack and Terrace number two, uh, driving around, um, what was that um, Drew Barrymore movie, Riding Around in Cars with Boys? Um, they're riding around in cars with boys. That's one of Jamie's favorite movies of all time. <laughs> Is it one of those literal movies where she's in cars with boys a lot? Like it's like Snakes on a Plane, Cocaine Bear? Uh, I, yeah, and <laughs> they were all on cocaine and chasing snakes in the car. <laughs> There's a spinoff <laughs> Riding in cars, coked out with boys chasing snakes. Riding in snakes on a car with a cocaine bear. <laughs> sure. Where's that crossover? Remember, remember like they did like Alien vs. Predator and Freddy vs. Jason? Oh, yeah. Where's cocaine bear versus snakes on a plane? I'd watch that. <laughs> That'd be epic. Thank <laughs> you, Hollywood Ideas, Ben. That movie's coming out next year and you're not getting any royalties for it. Um, oh man, then we're gonna get the sequel: Cocaine Snakes versus Bears on a Plane. <laughs> bears on a plane. Imagine that one. I'm tired of these motherfucking bears on this mother. <laughs> I mean, the difference with a bear on a plane—if it's coming out of the toilet seat, then there's something wrong with that toilet. Um, three weeks. <laughs> oh. How come nobody noticed there's bears on this plane? <laughs> Every time I go into a dump, I'm going, oh, there's a bear in it. Chair as well. That's, a, that's an Australian joke. Pilot turns it. to the co-pilot. It's a bear. Whoa. Whoa. I thought it was Greg flying with me today. Hello, boo-boo. Uh- <laughs> it reminds me of that Simpsons one I was talking about when he's having that dream. It's like, Mogula, gorilla, gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to do that. That's Samuel Jackson in the movie. Mogula, gorilla. He wakes up. It's all real. It's happening. It's got to be a dream. It's got to be a dream. What was that soccer one when they're like, um, come watch traditional rivals, Uruguay at Mexico. And oh, you yeah. can see Agadala, Agadala 2. <laughs> Scoring? You don't get it. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I don't know who any of these players are. And they'll be signing autographs. Oh, can we go? Can we go? Can we go? <laughs> um, it was, it, I mean, that also reminds me, was it Cats and Dogs with Jeff Goldblum, the first one, when it's like, Dad, we got free tickets to see Uruguay versus Mexico. <laughs> it's like, I don't remember any, any competition to see that. 
Are you the only person who quotes <laughs> who remembers the scene from Cats and Dogs? Jeff Goldblum and Sean Hayes are in that movie. Of course I'm going to like it. <laughs> Roger Moore's in the sequel. Come on. Um, I've not seen the sequel. I should. Uh, so Jack Bauer's riding in cars with boys. Um, <laughs> and basically, so this is where the whole satellite thing comes up. They can't get to the... They're following the handler, not Chelsea handler, the other handler. That's a celebrity, right? Chelsea handler. Evan. Evan Handler. Oh, that was that Evan. That was that that play. Evan Handler. No, that was like that, that guy. We, we which movie was it? We we talked about recently. Like, man, this guy. It was was it twenty four? Maybe. Uh, oh yeah, it wasn't a thing. last season, wasn't it? Yeah, I gotta see was, who he um, was in twenty. Yeah, he David Weiss. Yeah, yeah. No, from Californication, and I was in two seasons ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> God, we get. Why do we go on tangents on this show? <laughs> uh, again, this show would be over in ten minutes if we actually stayed on topic. Um, if this show was hosted by Rocky, this would be one. <laughs> I've listened to their shows. Come on, they're just worse than we are. Kristen, I was meant to watch the show. Uh, <laughs> she's not Edgar. <laughs> Sorry, Kristen, that was offensive. I apologize. I really do. Um, so they 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 can't track this other terrorist, the the non Evan Chelsea handler. So they basically have to try and find a way to delay him for ten minutes because he's traveling north because they're going to be able to find him. So what do they do? Jack's like, fuck, I've been locked in a Chinese prison for 18 months. Fuck, I need to do some road rage. I've got some pent-up anger building me. God damn it. <laughs> so he gets he just love how you see, like, Jack's like, I've got an idea. It's, it's Han Solo in uh, Return of the Jedi. Wait, I got an idea. That really cheesy <laughs> bit when he looks into the camera. I want Jack to be like, I got an idea. So you see him literally carjack a guy who's just like, don't get up. <laughs> like, he shoves him very aggressively to the ground opens the door, points at him, and goes, don't get up. Do you think that's where it, um, Inspector they got Craig with the stay? Uh, stay? Yeah, <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. But, like, like I actually, like, we're never going to get Keeper on the show, let's be honest. But, like, seriously, like, does he throw some of these in? Does he throw in ticket stub? Hey, like, yeah. don't hey. get up. Like, I mean, these have got to be Keeper. Like, like I, don't, I can't see them scripting that. Like, scene, Jack throws man out of car, looks at him, points, and says, don't get up. Like, surely there's, like, a line, like, isn't it like Robin Williams and Jim Carrey movies? They basically would add, like, oh, insert, like, something here so they, they would allow the actors to kind of do it. Mm-hmm. Um, So, like, maybe that's just, like, a cue Kiefer, you know, does something Jack-esque here or something. I don't know. But then the, this keeps getting better because not only is Jack <laughs> kicking a guy out, Jack's not just, like, driving down Sunset Boulevard going, do 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 where's the terrace I need to go? He's fucking thronging it. He's like, no. <laughs> he comes flying out of a corner, takes out our old mate terrorist here, Chelsea Handler, and then, like, blind Freddy can see that Jack's at fault. And he's old Jacko, he's old cocaine bear, he's out of the car. Oh, what are you doing? Marilla, Marilla. For God's sake, sir. For God's sake, man. Where are you going out of here? They're going to take his arm off. And then even though Terrace is just sort of like, hey, well, I had the right of way. And he's like, oh. <laughs> he's not like Mario. Like, hey, I had the right of way. <laughs> I like, I, I know this guy is like a terrorist and he's clearly trying to be inconspicuous and drive off to get his yeah. old bomb. But like, I literally love how he's like, I had the right of way. That's your, like, I'm not <laughs> the most confrontational person, but even I would be like, dude, you came around that corner, took out like three pedestrians. Like, are you playing Grand Theft Auto? And you're saying that, like, uh, what? Um, and then, obviously, Assad's kind of all like, hey, I saw it. Shall we call the police? And j- racist, Jack. 
What is it with you people? It's like, whoa, okay. Jack's been wanting to be racist for six seasons now, and here he goes. And then Jack's like, screw you! And he just like drives <laughs> So it's basically a big, like, fake out to get Assad in the car and, and drive old Terrace Mate here, which he does, and uh, as your opening line, Sand Canyon Road. He's got, a, he's got an open phone line. Um, and then basically drives him to a, a storage facility. Uh, meanwhile, we get a bit of a tease here from old Curtis because uh, they're all like, oh, we've got a unit in the area. Curtis is just doing Curtis. Does Curtis just drive LA every day? He's just like, do, 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 driving, waiting for a terrorist attack to happen. Oh, Yeah, he's just waiting on a call. He's always nearby too. Like he's on the nose, old Curtis. I smell danger. <laughs> there is danger <laughs> in this direction. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's, um, he's, he's one of those um, bomb-sniffing dogs. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing in this episode. This is why Colin is better at hosting than I am. <laughs> um, I want to finish this episode within an hour. I've got 21 minutes. So uh, Curtis is all like, hey, so I'm around. Cool. We're working with Al-Assad. Are we? Yes. That's not good. He's evil. Not anymore. I don't believe you. Okay. Well, let's just leave this hanging open so it dangles a thread for a few more episodes. Well, actually an episode and a half. Okay. Cool. So, terrorist guy goes to the facility. They've got a whole SWAT team. They're the shittest SWAT team ever because one's like, you know, it's kind of like, it's it's literally like an Elmer Fudd Bugs Bunny cartoon with a turns around, it's like, hides. And then, like, one of the terrorists, like, kind of, like, bangs on the roof. And he's like, oh, Larry, I told you. And it's like, sorry, I couldn't see the nail. Um, so the old um, Chelsea Handler gets in a shootout here, um, which I, I want to say, they've got a literal, like, pallet that says C4. I want Chris Tucker to be like, that's C4? I've been looking around all over yeah. this shit. Um <laughs> I'm trying to do a Chris Tucker impersonation without trying to sound like I'm being. <laughs> it's hard not to do the Chris Tucker voice without not doing. Were you kidnapped, Kelsey Grammer? Exactly. Like, I don't know. Apologies, Max. If you get on the line, I'm probably racist. Um, there's like a huge like I have seen cars blow up with one bullet in a petrol tank with bigger explosions than an entire pallet of C4. They're all dead. Like they are. Yeah guts everywhere and even old Terra's body here I'm sure you're laughing it's a burnt corpse um even he's like still in- I love how Jack showed him like he's dead we badly burnt <laughs> <laughs> I'm very badly burnt <laughs> no not dead burnt yes <laughs> yes okay <laughs> uh, awesome powers um so anyway he blows himself up because he gets a grenade um and they recover a laptop Curtis gets angry at Al-Assad. Curtis is in a car with Jack, and this is where we get a a moment where basically um, Jack's, like, wondering, like, I've been away for two years. I don't know what's good. Like, again, little threads of Jack kind of losing the plot here. Curtis basically threatening. It's like, oh, um, you know, you think Al-Assad, with all the things he's done, should get away with all this sort of stuff, and just because he does some good things, he's good again. And Jack's like, well, that's not for us to decide. And Curtis is like, we'll see. And Jack's like, it kind of is for you to decide. You are the counter terrorist <laughs> unit, Touché. and he is the Bin Laden of this era. Yeah, but that's fine. Like, let's just let him in. Like, like again, <laughs> I'm sure. Like when Russia and Ukraine are at peace, which is probably never going to happen. Like a Russian walking down the street in Kiev, like or Kiev, how do you say it? Kiev? Kiev's not Kiev anymore, isn't Kiev. it? Kiev. No, isn't they call it Kiev now? Because we've been saying it wrong all these years. Um, which I still question. It's called a chicken Kiev, so are we now calling it a chicken Kiev. 
Um, mm, chicken Kiev. I haven't had one of them in a while. Hey, do you know what they are? No, uh, I've, I've heard of it. I don't think I've ever had it's like it. a crumb chicken schnitzel, like with a garlic filling. It's butter and garlic in the middle. Oh, they're to die for. Making me hungry. Uh, and that's another country near Kiev in Europe. Europos coming soon. Um, <laughs> let's do a podcast just on geography this week. <laughs> Turkmenistan. Um, but so yeah, I, I you, you're right. Like I, I was going on a tangent there. It doesn't matter. I was trying to make some reference to Russia and the Ukraine. The point is, Curtis is laying the seeds for him getting angry at this guy because apparently no one at CTU does any background checks until next week when it's too late. Um, so they find a laptop which is going to be connected to this terrorist that is the one who has escaped. He It all comes down to he's connected to a suitcase nuke. So it's not the snuke, which if you've ever seen the South Park episode with Hillary Clinton with the snuke no. up her vagina, um, which I don't know if that's the 24 parody. That might be the 24 parody South Park episode. I know we're going to do the 24 um, Simpsons episode because that is a direct parody because Kiefer and Marilyn Radjkip are in that episode and it's literally a direct 24 parody because it's a Fox show. South Park did a 24 parody as well, which I think we should do. And I'm pretty sure that's called The Snook, which is all about a nuclear bomb up Hillary Clinton's vagina. Very South Park. Um so they've discovered that this terrorist guy is basically being released from this plane to help Fayed with a nuclear uh, suitcase nuke, which in 24 fashion, they go from zero to 100 in 10 seconds because they're like, okay, so I found a circuit. It's in Arabic. Alasar, what's this? That's a circuit breaker. Okay. Uh, it's saying it's connected to Jim Smith. That's an alias. Okay. Here's a photo of this guy. Oh, I know that guy. That's Jack. Okay, Jack, he is a terrorist. Oh, and he's at this <laughs> facility, which has happened to be where they're releasing the things. And, oh, he's connected to new, uh, snukes. Uh, oh, yeah, but they were all destroyed, except for one has been rumoured to be missing for 17 years. Found it. Um, <laughs> if Osama Bin Laden existed in the 24 universe, he'd be found in 10 seconds. Um, so basically, uh-oh, there's going to be a rogue nuclear weapon, which, again, season six, zero to 100 very quickly. And I'll tie that in with the cowpen stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm rushing through it because, I mean, there's lots to unpack here, but at the same time, it's easy to con- yeah. conci- be concise here. Cowpen, at the same time, he's got old uh, little kid here, holds him hostage, goes, holds the mum and the dad hostage. He's all like, ah, I've been shot. You just happen to be a nurse. Oh, it's in your muscle. You can't help me. Okay, well, you can go deliver this package, random guy who I barely know. I also love that um, the dad here basically turns into redneck because he's basically all the, all this family knows is that a bunch of rednecks are going to bash this guy because his dad was arrested by the FBI. Okay. So they don't actually know he's a terrorist. So this guy could just be pissed off because like he's had a redneck trying to bash him up. So he's got a gun. Yeah. He shot him self-defense. So uh, like Cal Penn's kind of the one who gives this away here. Cal Penn could literally just be like, well, he broke into my house. Self-defense. Like, I realize he's got to do something, but then he goes into the house, holds him hostage. There's nothing here that really implies that he's a terrorist. Because at this point, he hasn't Except said- that, like, an hour earlier, somebody at his house was apprehended for being suspected of terrorism. I which I think that. would be enough for him to connect. No, 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 but I get that. But, like, you can still play that off. Like, if if Noah tomorrow gets arrested for terrorism, and I don't know- she will. And then, like, my neighbors come in and try and bash me, and I shoot one. And then my other neighbors come in, and I'm like panicking. I'm holding a gun at them. It's like, 
that guy that was with you was racist for terrorism. You're a terrorist. I'm like, no. It was like, Cal Penguin just literally be like, like, no. But like straight away, old dad, he's like, you are a terrorist. Like, <laughs> you're kind of a redneck, mate. You just jump to conclusions. <laughs> I, 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 I get what you're saying. Although I think that uh, anybody in the right mind yeah. is going to assume the same thing on the day of terror. Again, I understand why, but I'm just trying to pull a thread. But, here. but like in, in defense of Ben, Ben's, uh, you know, criticism here, when we're back in season four and Jack makes his way into what that uh, pawn shop or whatever, and those guys end up having guns and fighting with people. Should everybody be like, well, they definitely are terrorists. I knew it. Like, no, just because there was probably chaos on 9-11 where there were people who were like defending their stores that are being like looted and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, they're a terrorist. Look at their skin color. Yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, so uh, old Raphael Sabach here, he's got to go deliver a package. Here we go to this place. And it's some guy, and he's basically like, hey, how you doing? I've got to deliver this package for you. He opens it up, counts the money. Yeah, I need $50,000 more. It costs more money. It's like, uh, well, I don't have the money. It's like, mm, stiff shit. It's like, mm, let me make a phone call. It's like, hey, Cal Penn, so he wants more money. Well, stiff shit. I'm going to kill your family. You need to do something about that. Mm, okay. So then we get the dumbest shop assistant in the world who, like, old Raphael Sabaj here is just like, so, uh, he's going to get you the money. He just wants to make sure that you've got what it is that uh, you need the old money for here. And these guys, I was like, you mean this thing that I shouldn't be showing you, but here it is, and I'm just going to hide it here. Turn around, please. Don't see where I'm hiding it. Um, to which he then gets beaten to death. So our old Raphael Sabaj goes from, like, innocent dad to killing someone in the space of five minutes. Um, and then he gets a package and runs away. So um, setting it up for next week. Again, this is a storyline that should be taken like six to eight episodes, maybe even ten episodes. <laughs> um, mm. I don't want to defend old um, Kyle Singer or whatever his name was back in season three, but at least they dragged that out a little bit with his package delivery. Uh, I, I don't know. I was thinking that I kind of like that this is a four-episode arc for this family because uh, it does pay off next week, like, big time. Oh, but, I, I agree uh, with that. Sorry it, to jump, where, I, but it's just that you, given what we get, though, surely you would agree you could drag this out more and it would be better. Yeah, well, I think that one of the issues is that nothing is really dragged out after four episodes. We have very clear, this is why they release on TV, very clear four episodes and then reset button, here's the rest of the season. Uh, if a lot of these other storylines had gone longer, the, we technically get like Regina King's storyline going one or two episodes longer than that, you know? But for the most part, there's maybe one too many things that are resolved all within these first four hours. Uh, but uh, I, I think that this, it, it doesn't drag at any point because of how quickly it is. Uh, one thing that uh, I, I kind of like with this uh, Cal Penn storyline is uh, the, the the nurse, the mother who mm. is... Uh, Look, looking at it, I think she's barely even touching it. Well, there's muscle damage here. I mean, did you open it up? Did you look at the muscles? Like, how are you going to see? There's no way you're going to see this. And you're definitely not going to be able to. There's muscle damage. There's definitely nothing I can do. Uh, and if he did have muscle damage. Now, if anybody's ever had even, I don't know, you pull a muscle in your leg, you're not going to be able to walk at all. So he is not making it across the street. Yeah. And maybe that explains why it takes them till the end of the first commercial break I, to get across the street. <laughs> I get like, you, you know, you get those like really bad Charlie horses in your calf yeah. muscles and like you can feel it contracting. And if you look at it, you can see it physically doing it. If you get, if you do it yeah. like really badly, like you literally are limping for like a day or two and that's just a freaking Charlie yeah. horse. 
Yeah, and and it's not like he's being supported by Scott here. I mean, mm-hmm. he's hiding behind him. Scott's like, just give me your hand. It's okay. I'll help you. <laughs> Scott might do that. I don't know. But uh, it, it's just so implausible. That's definitely muscle. This is like Keeper Sutherland level of diagnosis. Like, well, he definitely needs heart surgery. Let me get my gloves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is very much like the knee bones connected to the hip bone. Emphysema. The hip bones connected to, the hip bones connected to my wristwatch, Dr. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we need to do the Simpsons. Come on. Uh, These gloves came free with my toilet brush. Hi, everybody. Uh, But, uh, I mean, I like this storyline with a dad having to go off and everything. And um, it it, it is like, I I feel like it's a little out of character. This this guy who plays the father, Raphael uh, Sparge. Yeah, he's really good. But the one moment where he just very calmly is like, yeah, so you'll definitely get the money. Let me just see that item because I got to get confirmation. Like, that's a smart plan, but I feel like even if I was in this situation, I'd probably have a little bit of nervousness in my voice. Like, something he just he gets too cool out of nowhere. His plan makes total sense. I think that's what anybody would do. Mm. Uh, but what is stopping this shopkeeper from, I don't know, opening up his lunch, showing him, like, his, his avocado on toast or whatever he's eating, <laughs> and he's like... Yep, okay, I'll make the call. We'll get you that extra money now. Very good avocado. Fifty thousand yeah. <laughs> more dollars. That is definitely worth the price you're asking. In, I understand. In twenty twenty three, that's how much an avocado costs. <laughs> so and, and I know that we're like we're, we're nitpicking a lot of things, but the one thing that I feel like really deserves to be nitpicked here is this plot by Fayed, it all kind of checks out and makes sense. Until you get to, you're going to leave the key component you need to make this in the hands of a freelancer who is not part of your organization, who works at a pawn shop part-time, and you're going to leave it to the last minute to send a courier or a handler to go pick this up. There is no way that he is leaving that to chance. Which I think it's just, and, and this is what you do discover with this show and what a lot of the criticisms did come from the later seasons. It's It's the recycling of plots, but it's also the the way you've got to get from point A to point B. Like, and I understand, mm-hmm. like, we're not television writers. We, we're armchair, um, you know, Monday morning quarterbacks. We can sit here, we're nitpicking, we're saying this sort of stuff, which completely understandable. We're not TV writers and everything that they've got to go through. And I can't imagine that you write a TV show after a certain amount of years and you coming up with new ideas. I mean, God, we've been doing this show for how many years? Have we ever come up with a new idea? No. Yeah. Um, so Look at this. we've been covering 24 for six seasons. We can't come up with a new idea. Oh, let's do another TV show. Oh, another themed month. Oh, ha ha ha. My name is what an original <laughs> opening line. We've had the same fucking theme tune for, you know, six years and more than a thousand. We've been calling episodes. him Rocky for the last four years. Like we get, have had the same joke on 007. I'll die another day. Ha It's funny. Like, I mean, you know, we can't talk, but like, it's, it's, I understand how it is difficult, but then at the same time, like, it's just some of the things that go and and it it's a, sh- a show like this it amazed me it went eight seasons well nine seasons um because you know you think if you'd make this today you would maybe just do a couple of seasons and end it because and then just live off the glory of it you know i don't know like it's it's these are the things where you get from point a to point b where it kind of is just like hmm okay and you mm-hmm. really after i mean you know we're nitpicking these first four episodes and this is a you know the peak of this show probably ever uh from now on it's all downhill i mean there's still some highs but yeah anyway i know i'm rambling again colin keep talking you are shut up um so uh but i I do like this plot still even though it's completely implausible that they would leave this to chance that somebody's going to pick it up um so the uh the, the jack stuff first of all 
the the guy here the 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 guy who's the handler or whatever that uh the, the jack's very racist towards uh when he's leaving and he's calling fayad he goes all right are you are you on the road he goes yes it took me a few minutes to get away because there's some traffic around Union Station. It, it was just bombed. I mean, I think he knows that. But you also, on the phone five this minutes is, ago. <laughs> well, it's not even five minutes. This is like the first minute mm. of the episode, and this bomb just went off. I mean, it's going to take me longer to get to my car, let alone start it and get into traffic to cause traffic. Mm. Uh, but he's like, oh, there's a lot of traffic around Union Station. Somebody set a bomb off, which I guess he technically wouldn't know. I mean, he would probably jump to the conclusion. Hey, there was supposed to be a bomb that went off over there and now it went off over but, here. But, but, but wasn't it, that's what he said last episode. He's like, I'm confused. There's smoke going off, but there's uh, it's in the distance. It's not near Union Station. So he knew it wasn't near Union Station. because Yeah, so what it. is the traffic at Union Station? <sighs> it's a train. People are busy. I mean, they're... Still catch I, I get that they're they're <laughs> probably gonna evacuate, but still, sixty seconds not long enough for one person to get out of that building. I mean, you do fire drills; it's gonna take you like two to three minutes. Um, <laughs> not if you think of the Simpsons one within the fire drill, and Homer's the first one to make it out, and he just bars the door to trap everybody else in there. <laughs> I put it, I marked it down because um, sometimes I lay in bed and just watch a random Simpsons episode. I really want to watch the the. I keep thinking of the comet one that you talked about a lot recently. With, oh yeah, yeah. So. I want to die too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, the stuff with Jack and uh, Assad is great. Um, the, the, the the car crash thing is amazing. Because again, like I, I, I didn't remember what he did here. So I'm like, what is he trying to chase him down? Because there is no reason for him to be speeding. All, all you had to do is speed in the last like three seconds and you would have caused enough damage. Uh, but instead he's like, I'm going to drive. I haven't driven a car in how many years. I'm going to recklessly drive through traffic. Uh, and yeah, hijacking that guy, the whole don't get up, like stay. That's the best part of this <laughs> whole episode. Um, and yeah, like just Jack, it's funny that like season four kind of struggled with this, but the last two weeks I was saying like there was the subtlety towards the whole Arab scare. There's this, uh, this panic that the country had. Uh, there was subtlety in the first two episodes. There's nothing subtle about now having Jack come out and be like, yo, you people or whatever. But like, I still buy it more than what we got in season four. And, and I think that's just, they've smartened up enough to realize, bring a little bit of realism to it and stop presenting it as a cartoon. And then people will buy it. Cause everybody did see this, you know, Every, this, 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 it wasn't like, this was still a minority thing. Like people kind of, Anybody who wasn't alive during the time, they're going to look back and be like, every single person in the United States was like chasing down their neighbors and beat them. No, isolated incidents, maybe, but still was a thing that people knew about. Yeah, I mean, and, and the thing is, you've also got to remember is that isolated incidents make the news. You know, like there was mm. a story today or in the weekend, um, I think there was some like anti-Semitism comments or slurs hurled at some Jewish tourists at Bondi Beach or a beach in Sydney. So I was going to make the news. Of course it is. It's terrible. It shouldn't be done. But the majority of the day, that's not happening. Um, you know, yeah. like one incident is going to make the news. Um, and, of course, that's going to be what people talk about. You know, like uh, the majority of the day occurs without a terrible racist incident. But if mm -hmm. one happens, it's going to make the news and it's going to be a talking point. Oh, we're all racist. And it's like, well... Some are, yes, there are racists that exist and there always will be racists that exist. But it's the majority are not. Um, yeah, exactly. But that's not going to be the news. And in breaking news today, 78 people were not racist today. Only two <laughs> were. Good news for non-racists. 
Um, Luckily, every host of the Oz Network, except for Ben Waterworth, remained racist-free this week. Um, Noah, thank you. Who are you, Max Dawson? Yeah, but you're the one who's getting the blame. We know. Because that's <sighs> what's making the news. I wish, I wish they would blame the Middle East on Max Dawson. <laughs> like, just... just... Wait, blame the Middle East? You people? <laughs> like, CNN tomorrow. Breaking news, all the troubles in the world are because of this man and his ugly beard. They don't like his beard. <laughs> Hamas attacked Israel today because I hate Max Dawson. <laughs> Russia invaded the Ukraine today because I hate Max Dawson. You know the reason why the terrorists flew into the trade centers? They thought they saw Max Dawson. Oh, there we go. You're on a roll with 9-11 jokes today, aren't you? Uh, no. I don't, I, I, and you're doing the plane, plane symbol visually. I bad. <laughs> like, I honestly uh, don't. No, maybe it's watching that Charlie Sheen 9-11 movie. Like it just <laughs> Yeah, it was just that one, right? <laughs> I watched all of them. Charlie Sheen, bad influence. We, we honestly can do 9-11 month. I just don't know if it's appropriate. <laughs> like, coming up on 9-11 month. <laughs> followed by Holocaust month. Uh, We're going to rank the terrorist acts of 9-11. Honestly, like again. I got Pentagon. <laughs> the Charlie Sheen one is not as bad as people say. It's not great, but it's also not the worst movie I've ever seen. Um, so I'm just saying, like, don't rip into it. Um, that bad. Um, anyways, back to 24. Um, so you, you did, oh, you had something else to add on that? No, I thought or you had another racist. I was, no, 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 I was about to wrap it up. I didn't realize you could go on. Keep going. No, Sorry. No. I apologize. Uh, so yeah, you already mentioned it, but when, uh, Jack's like, oh, is there any chance he's going to recognize you? No, I don't think so. <laughs> like, okay, you are, they, they, they say this has been decades of terrorism yeah. from Assad. Everybody knows his picture is basically on the news at this point. Now, this is a guy who's involved in this organization. Mm-hmm. Like this is a side. If, if, if I'm average Joe Raphael's barge, you know, mm-hmm. I might not recognize Assad just face to face. But if if you don't work for the president of your corporation, I don't work for the president of my corporation. I definitely recognize him because I get enough emails with this face on it. You know, yeah. there's, there's enough, there's enough articles that are online and stuff like that. The face, this is the face of your company. It's ridiculous. Uh, but I love uh, the stuff in the car with uh, uh, Assad and this guy here. Like I already mentioned the whole sand Canyon yeah. road. <laughs> <laughs> It's like what? I once had a friend who lived on Sand Canyon Road. We would ride around in cars with boys, and we were <laughs> occasionally looking, at looking up bears. Porno- pornography. Okay. We were looking pornography. at pornography. <laughs> no, they weren't all happy days, but <laughs> <laughs> that's like on Double on Seven when it was like a merry good night. It was a good night, Noah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was a good night. <laughs> Why are we not more popular? We are really funny. Like, seriously. Why do we not We're have not more trying. Patreons? <laughs> We're just naturally gifted. Hey, we just tripled our income on Patreon. We should be thankful. For one person. <laughs> now, one Patreon decided, like, hey, I got some more money this month. I'm going to give it to the Oz Network. <laughs> we are funny. Like, seriously. I'd, <laughs> but, pay, uh... us, I'd pay us money if I had some. You should. It's money laundering, but go for it. I owe you money. Money laundering. <laughs> hey, I could be like a criminal. Hey, that's a good idea. <laughs> hey, look, Colin, we're making a million dollars off the Oz Network. Are we, Ben? Yes. <laughs> Why aren't I seeing any of it, Ben? Oh, there's a hold up in the internet. 
you know what I should do? I should take the money from our t-shirt sales and reinvest it into subscribing to Patreon. In all fairness, I never saw a cent of that. So, uh... <laughs> well, I transfer you money every time our fees are due, don't I? Do you? Yeah. You didn't this year. Well, did you ask me this year? If you asked me, I'll do it. Nah, Maybe donate to one of my charities. And I'll send you the money. <laughs> I was well, in all fairness, I don't have to now because I, I just I didn't this year. I was just like, ah, oh, Colin yeah. doesn't need to give me money. I'm fine. I can just pay for it. Oh, I got a job. Why not? Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, the the other line he has though, like when he's stalling for time, uh, and I think this is in response to when he's asking too many questions. And yeah, yeah. So he's asking a question. It's like. So, do you live around here? You got a girlfriend? Anything? Like, Why are you asking me these questions? <laughs> yeah, single, ready to mingle. But uh, the, the the response that he has, like, hey, buddy, I'm just asking questions. And he starts talking about, like, oh, my, my son's got the memory of a goldfish, and my wife's worried about him. <laughs> like, he just starts making this complete gibberish small talk, which is so hilarious. That must be, like, improv. Like, how many stories can you come up with to solve this guy? Uh, Curtis... 100% right in this episode. Yeah. He is the one guy who's not racially profiling. Jack's like, hey, listen, you can't judge him just based on the color of his skin. He's like, I judge him based on the thousands he has killed over the last 20 years, Jack. Are you with it? Where are you? And then Jack, when they start to like handcuff Assad, Jack says, something like, don't worry, I'm going to take care of this. Are you going to wipe out his record from the last 20 years just because he helped you now doesn't excuse him from his crimes? But I guess Logan, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Logan obviously did kind of get off, but I guess Jack's just going to be forgiving a Logan when he gives him a little bit of a hand, you know? Right, oh, it's all season. right with all that. David Palmer, dead, all water under the bridge. You're a reform man. Nina? A little bit hypocritical. Nina, oh, yeah, you know what? Nina definitely helped us at one point, so she's totally forgiven for murdering my wife. Yeah. Hypocrite, Jack. Uh, hypocrite. Total hypocrite, yes. Uh, but, again, Jack's losing it, so we can forgive him for that. Uh, do I have anything else to talk about here? Um, oh, yeah, the, the very quickly identifies. This is just like the, 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 the nurse with, oh, yeah, that's definitely muscle damage. He looks at the, the laptop and goes, well, the hard drive definitely can't be repaired. I mean, a hard drive is like buried so deep inside. If he had unscrewed it, taken it apart, be like, oh, kind of sad. There's still flames coming out of this hard drive. Maybe then, but he looks at this thing on the ground and goes, we're not getting anything out of that hard drive. Sorry. Ooh, it's uh, a Dell. Just try. Yeah. It's yeah. a Dell. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> was, already, was already destroyed before it was blown up. Good job. Uh, last thing I just want to add this. Uh, we don't get much from this episode, but this guy, the, the cliffhanger, the prisoner who escapes by being left behind the bus. First of all, it, it is uh, a, a guy I recognize, but it's like, it's one of these guys that you don't know what you recognize him from. This is, he's a Canadian comedian named Sean Majumber. Oh. And he's actually very, well, he's very big in Canada. The funny thing is I'm like, oh, what show or what movie was he on? I see he's like, he was, there's a show called This Hour Has 22 Minutes Here, which is probably the longest running show in Canada. It's basically like, Imagine like Weekend Update, Saturday Night Live, but this show's been on the air for decades and it's just an entire half hour of fake news. Uh, he is one of the guys on that, but I'm like, I don't recognize him that. He's literally just one of these guys who has stand-up comedy is really big. You'll see him playing in Sean Majumber playing at the Bell MTS Center. So he, he's actually very popular as a comedian. So it's kind of weird. I'm like, he played a terrorist on 24? That's kind of odd. Uh, but the cliffhanger is so bad. And I feel like this is going to be a struggle with season six, whereas season five's cliffhangers are like, wow, that was so unorthodox and that's not what you expected, but it somehow works. This is the opposite because all you're doing is questioning like, okay, you're releasing the, the 12 deadliest terrorists you have in detainment 
and you're not going to do a head count when they come off the bus? <laughs> like, seriously, it's just, it, it's just, it, it really dragged the end of this episode down. It's a great episode for the most part, but then you get this cliffhanger where it's like, I was hiding in the bathroom all along. All right, go, you're free. Oh, it's just bad. And, and, how dumb are these prison wardens? Because they're there and they've got like the PDA and they're like, all right, and prisoner Jenkins. Jenkins, do I have a Jenkins? I'm looking for a Jenkins. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, do you not know everybody there? Um, What's yeah. the name of that comedian? Sean Majumber. Does that, it does not remind you of the Simpsons episode where Marge gets uh, breast implants and um, Krusty's got to say the name of the elephant. And it's like, oh, look at those Magumbas or something like that to stop the <laughs> elephant from like, Crashing I don't remember into- that. Oh, cool. Sean McGumbers. <laughs> that episode wouldn't hold up well today. Um, <laughs> there, there was a, not a whole lot of trivia, but the the one there was a line. So when they're running around the um, the storage lockers, and Curtis is like, "Come out with your hands up." They obviously like must have had a microphone issue at one point. Because I don't know if you picked it up. There's like a, a a line when Curtis like yells out, "Like come out with your hands up." And it's it's literally sounds like they're just getting it from like um maybe they they don't have a boom mic or something they've got like the the actual camera microphone in the distance yeah like and they've had to bump the audio up because I reckon they've they've they fucked it up and they haven't had a chance to do the the ADR or whatever after no ADR yeah so like it's just literally you just hear Curtis kind of going like and it's like come out with your hands up for like the next one and it's like oh okay like they fucked up the audio mixing there um so look at this he can't he can't get the 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 look out of db woodside he can't get the audio out of uh roger cross i don't i don't know if they would have gotten any an emmy nomination for this one um i like i like on our 24 wiki here the continuity era when scott is captured by ahmed um i said it correctly don't take me hostage cowpen uh, they arrive at Scott's house at about 8.15, but Ahmed only lives across the street and they left his house at 7.45. He's got a leg injury. Yeah. <laughs> he was hobbling. I mean, and I would question, I would like to go back and actually see if that's the case. Like I, I kind of thought it was a little unusual how long it took them to get across the street. But again, I'm assuming, I thought that it was like more like, you know, 55 minutes to 10 minutes. Like maybe this was a 10 or 15 minute thing. It doesn't seem like it's as long as half an hour, but maybe I'm wrong. I think it... I think it's one of these ones where, I mean, obviously it would be. I don't think they'd put it on 24 Wiki for that, but like it's, it's because you're kind of not paying super attention to it. I mean, we didn't pick up on it. So, I mean, <laughs> we're the experts, clearly. Um, <laughs> experts. Yeah, I'm buying it. Uh, everyone knows I'm buying the first four episodes. So that's sort of spoiler, but I'll just jump in my rankings. This is the lowest I've got of, of the these three so far. So I've got this at number 57. So I've got this four spots below the premiere and five spots below last week. So this is just below episode nine of season four and just above episode two of season three. And it will end up overall at 84 on my list. Um, I, I've got it a little bit lower. I've got it at 65, but I'm still buying it. It's still one of my buys. Uh, and this is uh, just above episode 10 of season three and just below episode two of season four. Ooh. So uh, we both have it just uh, around an episode two. And this is in episode three. There we go. Um, Next week. I mean, I'm looking at my list right now. Uh, The only season six episode that will make my top 10 of the overall 24 will be next week. Uh, It will end up at number nine overall my entire list. This will be the third last episode to make my top 10. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, there will be two other episodes in the remainder of the show to make my top 10. But look, I think 
everyone remembers this episode for the ending, but the, I think there's a lot more to the ending than people remember. Um, Clearly. Cur- Curtis. Um, but even what comes after what people remember about this episode, the Jack reaction alone is insane. I mean, saying it right now, this is probably the number one moment of the season next week. Um, it's just... it, it And I remember watching this live, and I think what... The, a lot of the reason why people were so like overwhelmed with amazement at these first four episodes is because what happens and it's just, they released it on DVD. It was that epic. And I remember watching mm-hmm. this live and I think I, I literally rewound the final scene and watched it like 10 times in a row. You know, when you just watch a scene sometimes yeah. on TV and you're just like, Oh my God, house of cards scenes. Like we've talked about this plenty of times. You just, you, you keep watching it over and over again. This is one of those scenes. And even last year when I did my speed rewatch, I still get choked up with Jack's reaction at the end. It's just, it's insane because it's not like it's, I mean, it's very similar to something that happens in season two under another Palmer, but mm-hmm. it's done in a much more shocking way because at least in season two with a nuclear bomb going off, spoiler, um, there was a build up. The whole season was about finding a nuclear bomb and you knew the bomb was going off by the end of that episode. You knew it. Um, whereas this is done in a way where you're like, holy fuck, they actually did that. And it's done in a completely different manner to what happens here. There is going to be a massive issue the week after about, again, it's similar to the Boeing 747 in the Harmony Desert. They just basically forget about it and fight. And this is a fucking nuclear bomb in Los Angeles. Um, but I mean, it's just, we lose a major character next week, which I will have criticisms over because I hate the way they do it. Because it's never fully implied that he's dead. It's kind of Tony-esque, but this time he's actually dead and you never see him again. Um, but it's just, it's epic. It's such a, an amazing way. And it's also sad in a way that this is really hit. The season peaks at episode four, and then we're on a train to crap town. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm curious to see at what point it really goes downhill. Like if, oh, there's gonna be, if it's an immediate episode five, I don't it know. It is. Because <laughs> I, I I remember my frustration kicking in more closer to the halfway point of the season. Uh, it wasn't like an immediate drop off from what I remember. But having said that, I very always very fondly remember these first four episodes because you had the DVD and everything. Uh, but uh, I mean the the end of next week's episode is that's going to be a top five moment guaranteed at the end of the season. Number one, I can't uh, think of anything else this season that would top <laughs> that as the seriously like I that's yeah. got to be number one. Yeah, and uh, I, I we get to the, the conclusion, the whole um, Scott and, uh, and dad storyline as well, which I remember that playing out very well. Um, this is the one that I remember the best out of these first four episodes, and there's probably a reason why. But yet at the same time, I'm like, oh, I kind of thought that Curtis was like six, seven episodes or something like that, which I think I'm maybe mixing up with Tony, like the way that they, mm. they waited for Tony's exit to be written in later in the season. Because I, I basically assumed that Tony was written out a little bit earlier than he was and that Curtis is a little bit late in that. But now I'm sad going into next week. This will definitely be my last episode of 24. It, it, I know we're jumping the gun, but it's just, it's done in a manner where if somebody dies, I want them to be dead. Like, like I, I want to know they're dead because then that gives you a moment to have a silent clock, gives you a moment to kind of reflect, like, even to like, I watched this live, and I, I to me, I didn't even realize he was dead because the way they kind of see, you think he's just injured, and then he's dead. Like it's just ah, next week, Ben. Next week, vent about it next week. Um, Back to the Future is starting this week. Yeah. Uh, in history, it's never been released before. This brand new movie called Back to the Future. <laughs> I hear it's good. Looking forward to it. Uh, Back to the Future month begins this week, this Thursday. 
took us what four and a half to do. It was I was kind of impressed. Um, that you know, I thought that could okay. be easily a five-hour recap. Uh, but uh, obviously, both Colin and I, I think it was our overall number one on our combined top fifty movies of all time list because it both came in at number three for us. Uh, but just uh, an incredible movie, and we're looking forward to bringing you all of those. Uh, Amazing Race, and I believe Captain Marvel 2, whatever it's called, next week. So I'm sure there will be a review of that. You got got a ticket to it yet? Or, or you know, or excited? Or... Uh, fr- from from what I'm hearing about box office projections, I don't think I need to rush out to get my ticket. I don't need to reserve this far in advance I've, yet. I've got I've got my free tickets uh, from that blue beetle fuck up so i'll just use one of them actually the um i'm excited though because it, it looks like they actually let brie larson have personality in this movie well i i just don't bother watching the trailers for it because it's you know um the the imax in sydney apparently is just reopened now apparently before it closed down it was the largest movie screen in the world um Ooh. now it is the third largest in the world uh so i don't know what they did to make it two screens smaller than the other two in the world but um, there's a they're doing a fan contest at the moment where it's you can win tickets to see the Ms. Marvel whatever the fuck it's called on there and I'm like eh. but um, they I know when they reopened the IMAX they actually were showing Top Gun Maverick but that's when I had to go oh. back to Hobart so I'm hoping that they because they were showing like the Taylor Swift concert on there and like <laughs> fucking Barbie is Barbie an IMAX movie probably not yeah, I don't know if I keep looking out for it I kind of want to splurge and go see Top Gun Maverick on it. Uh, proper the only, the only IMAX I've ever seen was Tenet and to me I was like that's IMAX is that it like it wasn't that special yeah. to me so um, yeah but anyway I don't know why I brought that up Avatar I, I wish IMAX paid me to be sponsored if you're listening we're a TV movie podcast hello we can come and do shit there uh, like subscribe do all that 007 that's a good show off the podium it's pretty good uh, qualifying lap um, yep uh, <laughs> <laughs> done an episode in that in about 10 years but let's bring it up um and tune in next week for an amazing episode my name is ben and don't get up oh all right and my name is colin and my son says that he has a memory like a fish his mother's worried thanks for downloading this episode of the oz network make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher google Podcasts, or by copying our rss feed into your preferred podcast provider and while you're there please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback you can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on facebook Twitter and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff yes sir do you like having access to your favorite podcast hosts in a way like never before yeah absolutely do you wish you had access to our old survivor oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online oh yeah if you answered yes to one two or all of those questions then get excited because the oz network is now on patreon That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. 
For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. <laughs>